1: real quick if you are have been sitting for a while I just want to invite you to stand up move around a little bit get a little bit of uh, blood pumping before we dive into the last 30 minutes of two days today's content Uh, if you're not familiar with me my name is Ani Ganuna. I am an aligned marketing strategist what that means is I focus on marketing practices that are ethical and values based Uh, I do that through group uh, programs as well as fractional CMO services and Uh, Actually, there's something that I I want to start us off with a quote. If this is the first time that you're catching one of my segments, you might not know this, but really what I'd like to focus on with these shorter segments is what I call two millimeter shifts. Now, two millimeter shifts might not sound like a big change or a big difference in day-to-day life, but over the course of time, two millimeter shifts can create a really big impact and there's this quote from sonali fisk who if you're not familiar with the work of sonali fisk sonali is a sri lankan american cisgender woman identified leadership consultant to women and femmes of color she's also the founder of a black indigenous woman of color revolutionaries take the mic which is a movement that amplifies centers and advocates for more women and femmes of color in leadership spaces. And she shared this quote with me in Align Visionaries, which has really landed with me since y'all know by now that I'm about these two millimeter shifts. And she says that if you can change someone's perspective by one millimeter, you can change their reality. So really in in the next 27 or so minutes that we have together, I really invite you to approach this content with an open mind with an open heart and even if it sounds like something that you've heard in the past try to see if there's something new that you can get out of this information so that we make sure that the the time that you're spending here really can have an impact on in your reality so again my name is Ana iskanuna Um, i've helped launch and sell out uh i'm not sure if y'all have heard of masterclass but i helped launch the the co-founders latest latest venture called outlier.org um, recently. I also spent the last 15 years as an entrepreneur across four businesses, which has included one exit. And I also help currently spirit led people launch and grow their businesses in a way that is aligned to their values. Um, and again, like this, is, this has been a long day of a lot of values-based content. So if you need to get up and move around, the invitation is there for you. Um, so today's two millimeter shift, I wanna talk about rejection which i know might be a dirty word and we were just listening to carmelia like tell you know i I was just asking a question specifically about getting comfortable with getting on camera and things like that since that's something i've personally had to overcome Um, but really what i want to talk about when it comes to rejection it's not the type of rejection that comes from other people it's the type of rejection that happens when we stop ourselves from going after what we really want And we stop ourselves because we don't feel like we have enough to offer or that someone else or sometimes we feel like someone else is already doing what we're doing or that we're not revolutionary enough or whatever it is. It's the self-rejection or self-sabotage or even imposter syndrome. Um, Now, just I don't know who's still here on the stage, but with a flash of mic. Uh, flash of your mics. Let me know, have y'all ever experienced imposter syndrome or self abandonment or self-sabotage? All right, Dora. Glenn, I see you too. TM. All right. Yes. Yeah, so this is all something that we've experienced. Um, And in my work as a fractional CMO and and consultant, as well as the co-founder of my membership space, Align Visionaries, I work with a lot of women and especially women of color who are going after what they want. And I really wanted to highlight two stories that that came into my, my field recently and uh, and they're both about rejection, as you've probably guessed. But the first story is one that I heard yesterday over lunch with a member of Align Visionaries. And let me tell you, this woman is absolutely brilliant. She has dedicated her career to helping women-owned businesses build their, biz- uh, build their, their offerings, specifically through education, helping them gain government contracts and consulting with them to be able to scale. She has served hundreds of women-owned businesses over 20 years of service. And recently, there was an opportunity for this beautiful human to apply to speak at an internationally recognized event. And again, this is a woman who has completely dedicated her life to training women in becoming successful, scalable business owners. And she shared with me why she didn't send in her application and what she said was that she didn't have anything to share that was revolutionary and let me tell you like i i'm I'm like even feeling the emotionality of it just sharing this with you now because this is a woman who i've personally witnessed in in uh, my community space offer so much wisdom counsel guidance resources just to to the other members of the community to myself to my co-founder and here she was doubting the value of what she's doing enough to, to be able to give this uh, to share her her knowledge at this event, and it's one of these things where self sabotage, imposter syndrome, it doesn't magically go away after you've hit a certain milestone. It doesn't go away after a certain amount of people that you served or how many years in business, and it doesn't even matter like how, like it didn't even matter how many businesses this incredible human has personally. Help become successful, she was still doubting herself as not revolutionary enough to take the stage. And now, this wasn't also the first time I, I witnessed someone reject themselves, their desires, or their dreams. In fact, statistically, imposter syndrome is much more prevalent in women than it is with men, and especially women of color. Now, I could easily dive into the systemic issues which has created this reality, but I don't think I could do that within the next 20 minutes. So what I will say is this, is that imposter syndrome is a direct symptom of inequitable systems. And every time that you are overcoming your imposter syndrome, you are actively creating and contributing to a more equitable future. So the second story that I wanted to really highlight and share before I open it up for uh, for more personal stories, because I really think that, um, I mean, I say this, I feel like every week, but it's also one of the values that we hold over at Align Visionaries, where I really believe that we all carry medicine. And what that means is that each of our lived experiences can carry wisdom for one another. And when we demystified when we take out these uh take out these walls that we build up in order to seem quote unquote more professional and we connect on a human to human level we're able to amplify and uplift one another in a much more heart-based way so if you do have something to share about this like please feel free to raise your hand and come up and i will love to open up the stage for us to connect in this way uh, after this second story so the second second story I have with you is from a client on the other end of the career spectrum. She is in her first two years of entrepreneurship, which if uh, for the entrepreneurs out on the stage, we know how those first two years can be, especially if you're going at it alone. And her offerings are still evolving because of this. She's still getting to know herself deeper and how she wants to show up for the people she serves, which in her case includes specifically accepting that she is an introvert and cannot be on a lot of most of the hours a day. So in her coaching session, she was telling me about this brand that she has been following for years. Like she was one of the early adopters. They share the same values and as luck would have it, they were looking to contract with the brand strategist, which is, which is what she offers. It's what she does. She then went on for, I kid you not, I, 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 I timed it for at least three minutes to tell me every reason why she was not going to apply for that opportunity including that they're probably looking for someone with more experience. They probably like, I was like, Oh, i probably know what they're looking for. They probably want this, this, and this. And these two stories have one, one thought process in common. They both rejected themselves before they could be rejected. Now, traditional thinking tells us that this is self-sabotage and imposter syndrome that we all talk about, but this is the two millimeter shift that I would like to plant the seed. They were actually both internalizing these systems of inequality. They both took the choice away from the decision maker. They both assumed that they knew better about if they were what the decision maker was looking for, instead of trusting that that decision maker knows their needs better than they could know their needs, better than they could assume the needs of that person. And so what I really want to offer is that the next time that you have these doubts creep in. Maybe you're asking, am I what they're looking for? Do I have uh, the skill set that they need? Do I, uh, I want you to just take a little beat and I want to ask, I want you to ask yourself, do I know more about the decision maker than they know about themselves? So many times we make assumptions about who the person on the other side of the screen is looking for when we can trust them to know themselves better. And we can show up and go after what we want and trust that the people who are who, who are a yes to us will say yes, no matter the experience, no matter what it is. What, uh, like, what if they're not needing someone to reinvent the wheel but they're just needing someone who has your specific lived experience, your specific unique approach, your flavor, of expertise in order for them to grow or get to what they're going. And what happens when you shift your energy and focus from making the decision for someone else to going after what you want and trusting that the decision maker knows what they want and what they need. So I I know I just went on a little rant and I can keep going. But again, like I I was inviting, I would love to hear some stories of times that y'all have maybe experience self-sabotage or this imposter syndrome? And what did you do? Like what, how would it have landed differently on you? Or how would it shift, even if you are currently experiencing imposter syndrome, how does the energy shift for you when you stop worrying about if you're the right fit for somebody and instead just go after what you want? Does there, is there anybody that wants to share a story here? I can keep going on rants about this. I have a lot of examples myself. All right, so maybe nobody here has experienced self There's There's, there's Dora,
2: Maria, she was <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I uh, was trying to uh, mic slowly in case someone else, because uh, you know, again, that creeps in even when you're trying to answer a question to tell a story that it already happened, right? Um, So there are times that I have had to, you know, speak in front of a large audience. And when you go into that audience, and then for me, anyway, my experience at work has been, you're walking into an audience, it's usually people that don't look like you, it's like um, all males, you know, especially in the engineering field. And I really have to, oh my Lord, you don't, like 5 million and one thoughts are going through my head and I'm trying to calm myself down at the same time and then tell myself I still deserve to be here to speak. And then at the same time, I'm telling myself, oh my God, these are all like VPs. They're all white males. Like they're not gonna relate to any of my stories. Like they're, you know, it's like, I'm looking for that one female in the room. Like, like even if it's the person that's just like, you know, cleaning at this point, like I just need to find a friendly in the audience. So, it it's like a it's almost like having a heart attack before you speak before you go there so anyway i've had that experience a few times at work um and i've had to manage to reset my mind um within that walk up to that podium and things like that so um so when you were speaking i was like oh my god it brought back a lot of those memories and i was like it's it never goes away to be honest with you 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 still seem to like you're just better at like talking yourself like stop, <laughs> stop voices from beyond trying to you know kill my mojo like stop it um, and to neutralize that um, but it's uh, it just brought back memories of that and I- I'm actually keynoting at, uh, at a University Wednesday for Hispanic Heritage Month and when you brought that up I'm like oh wow it's gonna go a lot smoother this time around because it's students right so um, so anyway I just thought I'd share that with people that it really doesn't go away you just manage it better
1: so. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't go away. And that's really why I wanted to really thank you for sharing that, Dora Maria. Like that's really what I, why I want to highlight those two specific stories, because it doesn't matter if you're 20 years in, down into your career or just starting out, the imposter syndrome will show up. And also like increasing your um it's what carmelia w- was talking about earlier as well right it's getting in the habit of just going and showing up anyways going and finding like you were saying dora maria finding that one friendly in the audience that you know you're going to connect to that you know that they're going to connect with your story and being able to to come and perform um i saw some uh karina i know that you came up as well I,
3: did you have something to share hi everyone yeah uh my name is karina stringer and um i felt that way too I've had a lot of experiences where I've gone into new environments um, and felt that imposter syndrome massively. But my mindset's changed around it because now when I go, the emotions come up, I now go into them thinking, why not me? Why am I any less of a person than these you know, rich, successful entrepreneurs? I'm gonna be there soon why not me and if you don't step up and you don't go into the I mean I've just jumped in this room and put my hand up Um, if you don't push yourself forward you're never gonna move forward so yeah it is it is a tricky one when you feel those emotions coming up and you don't feel like you should be there but we all started at some point and we all want to move forward
1: yes absolutely thank you so much for sharing that karina i appreciate it yeah it's exactly that shift right that i've experienced as well it sounds like dora maria and you karina as well it's it's shifting from um wanting to focus and having our energy pour out into what if we get rejected versus is this serving what i want and what i'm going after and how does this play into that right shifting from what we know what we're capable of and knowing our power and or even if we don't know that what we're capable of but we know the direction we want to head to and knowing that this can be a next step for that the shift of the energetics changes dramatically thank you so much for sharing that experience Karine. i really appreciate it do we have any um i see that Linell, by the way i've been trying to bring Linell up um and it doesn't seem to be working so Linell, if you're in the audience still you, you maybe try popping out and popping back in and we'll bring you up uh christina i saw you and Mikey, do you have something
4: to share? Ah, uh, yes. Um, like Doris uh, said, you know, it never goes away. And so, when I was in the military, I did a lot of graduations. Um, when soldiers graduated, I had to um actually practice with them and um, conduct the graduations. And um, of course, you know, par- parents and other family members came in, uh, all strangers. And so, um, I also had to do like award ceremonies um I narrate award ceremonies at, at different assignments and you know it never goes away like she said and even now you know as I train groups in the profession that I'm doing now you know we still get it you know it never goes away and so I just usually prepare I pray and then I, I have to pump myself up. I have to like pump myself up. I have to talk to myself and tell myself you got this, uh you're prepared just go out there and, and get it done you know i just usually talk to myself and pump myself up um like i say pray prepare and just go do it this christina i'm done speaking
1: love that i love all the peas we're getting today for between carmelia and christina like that's that's amazing that's such a great great insight yeah and there's there's something that came up for me christina when you were speaking as well um, is I know that, I mean, I'm a person, I'm a middle child to immigrant parents. So words of affirmation are like, it's one of my love languages and I have no problem sharing that. And something that's really been helpful for me when I do get these, these doubts and this imposter syndrome that comes up to it's also having community. Uh, I'm not sure if y'all were here earlier today, but we had a bit of a love fest on Sarah McCord, who has been such an important piece of the Breakfast with Champions community um, and just such an incredible friend as well to, to so many of us and i think that one of the one of the um, lessons that sarah reminds me over and over again is that you can ask for what you need and i think that one of the most uh, probably one of the best tricks i have up my sleeve and why i feel like i've been successful over the last 15 years as an, as an entrepreneur is that i've cultivated a community that when i'm not when i ha- let this doubt take over i know people that I can call. I know people that I can text that that I can tell them like, "Hey, I'm forgetting my magic right now. Remind me who I am." Or even like, "Hey, I'm feeling low about this." And they can they can remind me about the impact that I've had on their lives. They can remind me about the people that I've helped in you know, for those times where I'm not able to do it for myself. So I I also want to kind of open it up for for that as well where I'll... A lot of times we think that we have to go through and move through these ideas of imposter syndrome of self-sabotage by ourselves when really we've cultivated who we are and the relationships that we've cultivated also offers a buffer for us. And that a lot of times when you feel like you're getting stuck in these moments, all you need is a listen. You have got this. I believe in you. Uh, go and get. Go and go after it. And that, that sometimes that's enough for us to snap out of it and for us to be, feel confident in going after what we want. So it's it's 5:40, uh, or I'm sorry, it's 5:40. It's 4:50. Uh, so before I, I continue opening up with stories, and again, y'all, you know, I believe in sharing stories. This is the way that we connect with one another. This is a way that we kind of demystify this entrepreneurial dream, and we can support and uplift one another. Is, is when we connect as humans first. So, um, if you do have a story, please feel free to come up, let me do a quick reset and then we'll dive in for the last nine minutes. So you are in the breakfast with champions, the millionaire breakfast club, and I'm not sure if you knew. But we're not only on clubhouse we have a breakfast with champions podcast a breakfast with champions pages on instagram on facebook on twitter on linkedin and we want to make sure that we are wherever you are so here's what we want you to do i want you to go to at breakfast with champions club on instagram i want you to click the link in that bio and again the uh, account is at breakfast with champions club and from there i want you to follow us anywhere you want us to stay connected um, and that's just a great way to stay stay you know tapped into all the magic that's happening here with breakfast with champions the millionaire breakfast club so with that daria i see that you came up on stage did you want to share something
5: hi sorry hi nice. i hope i pronounced that correctly i've you been did. in and out oh, great. I've been in and out of the room for the last like three, four hours, so um, I just literally popped back in for the last 15 minutes, but it's been a wonderful day, and I've learned a lot and taken away a lot from it, as usual, so thank you for having me up on stage.
1: Absolutely, love to have you here, yeah, absolutely, so if do we have any more stories of overcoming self-sabotage or imposter syndrome or how you've processed through these different very real aspects of being uh, a business owner or a visionary.
2: Dora Maria, go ahead. Yeah. I um I did want to comment that when when I I I'm also a middle child of entrepreneurial immigrant parents, right? So yes. when my, when when my dad had his um auto repair shop and even when there was the liquor store, for both I never had a problem dealing one on one with like a vendor or, you know, someone coming to sell like a new product or an irate customer that came in, I was a lot more confident then, and even though that was not my lane or anything, it, but because it was because it was my dad's business I, I I felt like more courageous to step up or to make a decision or to handle a situation that would come up, especially when my like when my dad wasn't there um, and so for me it was I, I think it's you feel um, a little bit more supported when it's you know when it's your business in your lane. Um, but not so much when you're in someone else's camp. So I I did see a difference with that and a bigger crowd, like one-on-one was so much easier to handle. Um, And that's like just something I've noticed as well. Like, you know, the bigger the crowd, the the, the more difficult, I guess you start in your mind, telling yourself something. But when it's one-on-one, it's like almost harmless, almost that you're telling yourself, oh, I can handle this person and I can like influence this. conversation to a certain degree. So I just wanted to highlight that.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, what's really interesting is that for me, when there's a bigger crowd, I actually, I can blurt out easier. (laughs) So I think it's a personal thing. And also like I I can do really well on -on one-on-one because to me, one-on-one is where I can read that body language, just where I can really pick up on what people need specifically. So you can really tailor your message. And when it comes to bigger bigger audiences, you can stay way more broad. So I think everybody's going to have their different comfort levels, but I love you for bringing that up. Like that's such a great nuance. So thank you so much. Yeah, I think, I think one of the things that could be really interesting when you're exploring self-sabotage or when you're exploring imposter syndrome, too, is getting to know exactly what that nuance is for you. Are you comfortable speaking one-on-one, but when it comes to big crowds, there's more of that doubt that creeps in, right? Are you comfortable on Zooms? Are you more comfortable on calls? Uh, what part of the customer experience of the customer journey are you most comfortable with? And which parts could you use a little bit more practice? And... And getting to know yourself in this way, you can then also start to train the things that you're not as confident. I'm not going to say that they're weaknesses because I think if you work on them, they won't become weaknesses. It's just maybe your nervous system gets a little bit more activated when you're in front of a crowd than when you're one-on-one or perhaps a little bit more activated when it's time to ask for money. Than when you're starting the conversation. So when you get to know yourself more intimately in this way, and maybe when you start to take note of the of the, the points in this process where you feel like, oh, I have this no problem. You can I can sell, sell you know ice cream to a snowman or whatever the the saying is, or and find also the points of tension. You can start to work through the points of tension with the people that you have cultivated, that community. You can call someone and be like, hey, listen, I'm practicing my pitch. Would you mind hearing me out? And will you give me a little bit more pushback when it comes to this so I can really train my nervous system in a safe way? Um, So there's so many different different ways that you can um, address these nuances that we each have based on our lived experiences um, and really get prepared and feel confident in moving forward and feel confident that there is someone on the other side of the screen that is waiting for you to show up in your zone of genius. There's someone on the other side of the screen that has been waiting for someone that has your exact lived experiences, that has your your nuance your flavor of delivering what you have and you can get out of your own way and start serving the folks that you're meant to serve so i know we have a few more minutes left does somebody else want to share about their imposter syndrome or perhaps times that they've overcome their self-sabotage
4: i'll share again it's christina oh go ahead dear.
5: no please go ahead christina
4: oh no go ahead go ahead
5: Okay, thank you. Um, I didn't want to do this back and forth all day. Um, Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I I think I came into the conversation a little bit late, but um, hearing Dora speak about being a middle child of an immigrant parent, I'm definitely in the same boat. Uh, But I wanted to ask a question. I've really um, shied away from... I stayed away from social media for about 10 years and i really shied away from... uh, being in the public eye in any way, shape, or form. But I want to get more comfortable with that, and I don't know whether there is anybody up on stage that could give me some advice as to how I can overcome that.
1: Are you available for some additional questioning? Of course, of course. Yes. Okay, great. I, I'd like to ask for consent before <laughs> before I, I dive in. Um, why do you want to be on social media now? Well,
5: I feel like, um, I've missed out on a lot on the last ten years. I kept away because I felt that social media predominantly um was used in a negative context from my past experience, so I just wanted to stay away from it. I mean, I've never really been somebody that was very heavy on using technology or although within my profession, I've worked in data analysis and so on, but in my personal life and um, in my interactions i've always felt that meeting up with somebody for a cup of coffee was much better than sending them a message on a facebook page or um, on a facebook messenger so for that reason i just felt like it never really added too much value to my life but with how the world is progressing and how we're evolving as uh, people social media is becoming more and more predominant and clubhouse is a prime example of that so after i joined clubhouse from somebody who convinced me to join, actually it took them a while to do so. I then set up a new Instagram profile, I had never had one, um, and also a Twitter account. I have had LinkedIn for several years, but didn't use it very much so. So for that reason, um, I kind of shied away from it, to be honest, I felt like it didn't really provide anything for me. The reason why I want to be on it more now is because I feel like there is something I've always wanted to help people. And I think I'm getting my head around to how I may be able to do that. And I think social media platforms will play a big part of that. I hope that's answered your question.
1: Oh, it's, cert- it's given me so much information and I'm so glad. Um, and I would lo- actually love to connect with you off this app because you're expressing a lot of, of what I've heard with a lot of my clients, which is also why I've ventured specifically into marketing that is ethical and values-based, so I would love to dive in with you more specifically. But yeah, I think, I think if, you know, with everything, everything in our world can be used to disempower and to disconnect people from themselves, or it can be used to empower and remind them of the connection they have with their decision making, with their with their knowledge and, and really empower self-trust. So yeah, I I love this motivation for getting on there now and for helping to amplify your message. So I think, I think there's so many different ways that you can do that. And just to give you a quick rundown, because I do wanna want to also hand the mic over to Christina because I know you had something to share and I know we're running really short on time here. So uh, Daria, I think the main thing that I, I will tell you is the way that you use social media in a way that is aligned with your values is to start with your values first and then whatever you're sharing, make sure it's coming from an embodied place from that. And I would love to dive in with, with you uh, dive in more specifically with you so please feel free to dm me either on clubhouse or on instagram and we can talk about it further christina let me pass the mic off to you real quick
4: i was just gonna say um actually i was just trying to fill in for you to waste time but um clubhouse i don't know why clubhouse was uh something uh that that i was afraid to speak up on clubhouse and so um got on and just sat back i think for maybe one or two months and then started speaking up and Um, sometimes, you know, I'm still, it's still there the you know, the anxiety is still there, but you know, to overcome it, you just have to do it. Just you got to speak up and get over it.
1: Love it. Absolutely. Great words to end on. So it is five Oh one. I do want to respect everybody's time and that is the end of our wonderful day. That's been full of value. So just to kind of leave us off on a really high note, you know, you can do it scared, just do it anyways. And just make sure that you can make sure that you can also start with smaller groups. Like if, if. If sitting back for a while and then start with smaller groups that you can speak in front of. Start off with a few posts on social media that Daria was talking about. Just start small and start building that confidence. Start building uh, the, you know, start training your nervous system to be okay with that little bit of anxiety. Um, And, you know, one by one we get to all overcome self-sabotage slowly but surely we get to overcome this imposter syndrome and also lean into the fact that even if you can't do it alone you have a community here with Breakfast with Champions that is here to uplift you every single day uh, with all this amazing content. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and close out the room. Thank you all so much for being here. Unless Glenn, you have something to add before I close this out. Doesn't look like there is. So we will be here tomorrow bright and early at 5am for another full day of content. Thank you all for joining and have a wonderful rest of your day.